Welcome everybody to Too Legit to Crit, a discussion show about tabletop role-playing games hosted by the human equivalent of Dungeons & Dragons 4th Edition. My name is John Santana. <laughs> oh, and I'm still Justin. <laughs> I, I had a feeling you might like that one. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. To be fair, I've never actually played 4th Edition. I'm going off... <sighs> public opinion exactly and that's the best bit <laughs> <laughs> is you're not wrong I know, oh that, my God. I know there's someone out there that's listened to that and kind of gone oh fuck you guys I enjoyed 4th edition yeah and for every one of those people there's a million others who go nah it was shit and that's just like real life for us one in a million people is like nah that, that guy's alright everyone else nah he's a prick that is fair that is fair yeah. like, so I think that's a pretty accurate description. I am considered a prick far and wide. Yeah. Multiple countries as well, which is... You know. Same! Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Oh, no. my gosh. So, how have you been keeping? Yeah, great. Great. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> oh, so. Been a bit of an adventure, as, as you kind of know. Uh, managed to, to get myself locked out of my flat yesterday, uh, which is why we're recording this today instead of yesterday. Um, and my estate agents decided uh, they wouldn't let me go and get the spare keys, even though it was within office hours, because they weren't at the office. Uh, and they didn't want to go back to the office to do their job. Um, so, yeah. So I had to get somebody out to, to break my lock so I could get into my flat. Yep, sounds like a load of fun. Yeah, it was great. I had so much fun last night. It was amazing. That's just what oh. you need on a nice, lazy Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. To go, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. The worst thing was, right, I, I was on my way to pick up my daughter when I, when I locked myself out. And the reason it happened, right, is normally I've got my keys by my front door. But sometimes, if I know I'm going out again, like very, very soon... I'll just keep them in my pocket. Um, so what I did was I kept them in my pocket because I got home from, I went to play uh, golf with my dad. Um, I got back from that and I was like, well, I've got to pop out again in a minute anyway to go pick up my daughter. So I'll just keep my keys in my pocket. Sat down on my desk, started playing some games. And I must have subconsciously got uncomfortable with them in my back pocket and just put them on my desk. So when I walked out my front door, I pulled the door closed, reached for my keys to check they were there not there fuck <laughs> well it's of no use now but maybe just just maybe you might want to get into the habit of checking for your keys before you close I the do. door I normally do that's the annoying part oh but yeah anyway but we yeah, move onwards and upwards for more great advice stay tuned <laughs> Um, yeah, so it was it was it was good fun. Um, other than that, though, I've just been playing a crap ton of Diablo Four since that released. Um, because they so Blizzard did something that I think is actually really really cool with the release of the game. So level cap is a hundred, um, and what they've done is for the first one thousand players to reach level one hundred in hardcore. Um, and tweet proof of the of the character basically with their battle.net ID 
will get their battle knot ID engraved on a statue in the game. Okay, so yeah, I can see that how that would be appealing. <laughs> yeah, um, so you will forever be immortalized in the game. Um, and I believe there, there was also like, I don't know how true this part is, because it might just be rumors or whatever, but apparently they're also going to send out uh, like a little statuette of the, the statue to all of those players as well. That is pretty cool. Um, how yeah. do you think? How do you think you're faring? Well, the first player reached level 100 today. Um, so how, they, that that happened today. How long has it been out? This weekend. Jesus Christ! It's a long grind. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I'm doing it solo as well, which is a lot harder because um, you get more XP in groups. And there's like a bit of a cheese method you can do in groups, um, which is like a thing. Um, but currently, number third. Let me just refresh the leaderboards quickly. Number thirty on the leaderboard is only level fifty-six. the The leaderboard doesn't go past thirty. So, um, fifty-six is the lowest level on the leaderboards, and I'm currently level 40, 44? So I'm not too far off. Oh, it's fair enough. You, you know, you are. I'm in with a chance. Fair, fair play. I wish you all the best. So that is what I shall be doing for the foreseeable future. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine you're going to be quite hard to get a hold of. Yeah, it's, it's going to be difficult. <laughs> fair play. I'll keep that in mind for recording next weekend. <laughs> um, so we had our lodge meet uh, on Saturday. Yes, I saw that. How did that go? It went really well. I was a player as opposed to GMing. I saw that. Which is... Um, a rarity these days. It's a rarity, yeah. Um, and suffice to say, I was a pain in the arse. No, that doesn't sound like you. Uh, yeah, I know. I kind of broke character and decided I'd be annoying instead. <laughs> So it was just basic, basically myself and another player. We really shouldn't be allowed to sit together anymore. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was a ton of fun. Um, the scenario was good, not a bad turnout, and we've actually got something quite different planned for next month. Okay. Um, every now and again, Pathfinder's organized play will put, and Starfinder's organized play, should I say, um, mm -hmm. will put out um, special scenarios where okay. they are essentially multi table scenarios, and that's what we're doing next month. Ah, interesting. Yeah, so we're aiming for four tables who are all going to be playing the same scenario. And yes, I will be GMing one of those tables course yeah so yeah if you guys if anybody's interested head down to uh well check it out on warhorn first and foremost i'll be mm -hmm. posting the link later get yourself get yourself signed up it's at gamers nexus in hadley and it is going to be on the first saturday of july which i genuinely can't remember what date that actually is which i'm just checking now <laughs> uh it's the first there you go. First of July. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> it's all right. Quicker so, on the calendar. Boom. <laughs> Your calendar skills are mad. It's almost like I have to go into calendars daily at work. 
I do too, but you'd think I'd remember this shit, and I never do. <laughs> well, I, I also just booked in a couple of weeks' holiday, so... I always have to double-check, because for some reason the day may have changed since the last time I looked at it. Yeah, yeah. That's just my my brain working. <laughs> oh, see, for me it's the time. I'll check the time, and I'll be like, oh, okay, it's that time. And then I'll put my phone away and be like, wait, what time is it? <laughs> so um also um i've been spending more money <laughs> what uh, what have you spent money on now well i yeah i hadn't done it th- at this point last week but i did kick start the abomination vault <laughs> of course you did <laughs> of course you did no no I, it was bound to happen and i was kidding myself <laughs> thinking that i probably wouldn't Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was inevitable, really. It was inevitable. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, but also, um, the 5e conversion for Abomination Vaults is up for pre-order. Ah, interesting. That may be of interest to you. It is very interesting to me. I might it, go look at that. It is a genuinely good adventure path. It, it's dungeon crawly, but there's also a story and there's a lot of kind of meat on the bones. Yeah. I, no, I'll have to, I think I'll have to have a little uh, sneaky peek at that. I, I would highly recommend it if you wanted to, to run something in 5e. I mean, I've got, I've got so many things still to run. Oh, I mean, that's just like, that's just like <laughs> our ever-growing ever list. Yeah, it's... yeah. We have to actually start tackling that at some point. So you say that like we're not going to just keep adding things to it and never, never actually do it. Well, the first thing is going to be the one ring, isn't it? And yeah, that is absolutely the first thing. I feel like that if we ever do merch, that's that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a T-shirt that says, "I'll put that on the list." I like that. <laughs> that is a good T-shirt idea. Write that down. <laughs> Should I write it on a t-shirt? <laughs> Perfect. That way we will never forget it. Oh, brilliant. Oh. But actually, speaking of the One Ring and the the Lord of the Rings roleplay, um, Free League have announced that Tales from the Lowlands, which is an adventure compendium for the One Ring system, mm-hmm. um, the same adventures will be known as Tales from Eriador for the Lord of the Rings version of the game. Okay, so they're changing the name of everything. Yeah, yeah, they everything that they're bringing out for this these systems. Interesting. Are completely separate, apparently. Very interesting. So yeah, I'm definitely going to look into that because I still haven't bought the One Ring. That might be a next week purchase. Yeah, well, I just spunked all my money on Diablo Four, so I'm not buying anything for a while. <laughs> That's <laughs> fair. I'll- I've I've the collected like this like the top tier collector's edition, so it was like ninety quid. <laughs> no, that that's fair enough. <laughs> when I was at the gaming store the other day I was talking to the owner about um that World of Darkness game, The Hunters. Oh right, yeah, yeah. And I was just asking him because he's played the new edition. He said, Oh, it's really good. And he goes, Yeah, yeah, I've got the book in here for forty five quid. It's like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> he knows his market. <laughs> 
But I will happily say that I refrained. You, you resisted. I resisted the urge, but my hell. my wallet was giving me a dead leg at the time. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's gonna be that's gonna be purchased. Yeah. But apparently, it's a really cool system, and it is what we thought. It is you play basically monster killers. Nice. Um, some some supernatural shenanigans. Which, you know, it's going on the list. <laughs> uh, dude, I don't know why, but whenever I hear us say it's going on the list, all I can think of is um, that fucking TikTok. You know, the straight in my basket. <laughs> well, yeah, there are. it is similar. That's all I can hear. <laughs> it's going straight on my list. <laughs> That is, yeah, that actually makes sense. And the difference is that dude became a fucking millionaire off of that. Yeah, yeah, we likely won't. We likely won't. You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't see kids repeating. We're gonna add that to the list in seven years' time. Well, I mean, they'll be saying it. They just won't be quoting us. <laughs> I wonder if we can actually trademark it so every time somebody says it. <laughs> Regardless of context, we get paid. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. Think just, about how many times they talk about lists in films. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, just someone kind of going, oh, um, yeah, we need... Mavis, Mavis, yeah, we need to get toilet roll. Okay, I'll add it to the list. And all of a sudden... Ah, oh, fuck. There's a knock on the door and it's the Pinkertons. <laughs> That'll be 20p, please. <laughs> Yeah, I'll look uh, into. I will look into that. <laughs> cool. Well, I guess if we get it on a if, if we get it on a t-shirt and make like a catchphrase, I think that that's the only way we'd be able to do it. Really, so we have to do the t-shirt thing. But I mean, there's always that story about. I think. I think, and I may be wrong because I'm quoting this from memory. Is um, Gene Simmons? He trademarked the. Do you know the the picture of like the loot bag with the dollar sign on it? Yeah. He trademarked it. No way. Yeah. Is that it, why they stopped doing that for like robbers and stuff in films? I have no idea, but yeah. Oh, that's so funny if that's I, true. I need to, I need to actually confirm this, but I heard it I think it was on on one of the Kevin Smith podcasts where he mentioned it. And Oh, that's fucking brilliant. Oh my gosh. Gene Simmons loot bag. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yep, he trademarked it. <laughs> oh, that's actually incredible. That's genius. That is genius. Yeah, yeah, that is. So, yeah, we need to trademark something. But, but do, do you reckon that's genuinely why they stopped using that as for, like, robbers and stuff in cartoons and stuff? Because, like, that kind of stopped around the same sort of time because I just Googled it, right? And when, when he kind of did that that's around the time the cartoons that stopped using it it would kind of make sense to be honest <laughs> you know it's it's kind of like the OGL debacle but in other ventures it's like yeah pretty much we don't need to use this so let's use something else instead let's use a money bag oh. with a pound sign on it 
change the currency. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is clearly different because it's got euros on it, mate. <laughs> yeah, and I think you'll find it's a money satchel. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, a fucking... Uh, my brain's just gone dead. <laughs> oh, no. Uh... There's a joke in there somewhere, folks. There Wait is. For it. There Wait is. For it. No, it's not. It's not gonna be worth it now. The moment's gone. <laughs> the moment's gone. The worst thing is, right? I'm gonna remember it like two o'clock this morning. It's gonna, it's gonna come to me at, like two in the morning, and you're gonna get a text. With, I was this. just, I was just thinking, I bet not get a fucking text over that. No, oh, you're I... getting it. <laughs> and chances are, it's gonna be the greatest joke ever fucking told. I wouldn't go that far. But now, <laughs> now because the moment has passed, it won't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we need to we need to trademark shit. And you know, speaking of OGL shenanigans, mm-hmm. um, obviously uh, Paizo had their PaizoCon uh, yes. a couple of weeks back. Um, the big news, which I'm surprised if you haven't heard it. I haven't because I've been playing Diablo. Fair play, fair play. <laughs> the the Drow are being completely dropped from Pathfinder lore. Huh? Yep. Huh? Like one, like completely dropped. But but, but they're my favourite. Yeah, it's a D and D thing. I know they're my favourite. I mean, to be fair. I mean, they are essentially just a different version of Elf. Yeah, but I think in D and D, their their history is is very tied to the like in game law, whereas in Pathfinder, they always kind yeah. of felt a bit like an addition. So Pathfinder, the yeah. lore is when um, Starfall happened and all the levs essentially all the elves um, essentially left planet. There were ones that stayed behind. Which kind yeah. of burrowed deep into the into the planet of Galarian, where the radiation and the evil sort of influence from Rovergug transformed them into the Drow. From who? Sorry, Rovergug. He's <laughs> what? One more time. He's a. Uh, he's yeah. He's the big bad essentially. <laughs> oh, but it's a funny name. <laughs> How dare you! It's a funny name. How dare you? It is. It is. Indy has some funny names as well, but that's a funny one too. It is quite a funny name, but anyway. Um, It it sounds like um, you know, like when a a two-year-old is trying to tell you about like a rover dog that their friend has. No, no, rover dog. It's a rover dog. (laughs) Perhaps, perhaps that how the name came came about. You know. Honestly, I reckon that's where like ninety percent of fantasy names come from. They just give a word to a toddler, get the toddler to say it, but like, that's it. That's the name now. I mean, to be honest, a lot of the names I come up with are a bit... <laughs> are a bit like that anyway. Just I just whack my hand on the keyboard and see what comes out. <laughs> <laughs> just, ah, there are no vowels. Perfect. Like, microphone, table lamp. <laughs> just having a look at random shit around the room. <laughs> Like oh, what's that NPC's name? Um, uh, Monstario Canifis. 
it's not every, every time I do like a, an arc of the campaign and I create NPCs, I'll put one in, which has made me laugh so fucking much. <laughs> and just hope that my players encounter them. I think in the last one, it was Thrushmore Deep Scratch or something like that. <laughs> Oh, that's good. And they that's encountered good. him, and one of the players went, no, that can't be his fucking name. He went, let me show you my notes that I did three weeks ago. <laughs> oh, As you can see, there's his entire NPC portfolio with that name. <laughs> oh, that's actually brilliant. But yet, the, the best thing about, the funniest thing about this, I mean, to be fair, I don't give a shit about dropping the drow because... They were never very consequential in the law. Yeah. So what they're doing is because they have drought have appeared in adventure paths, etc., etc. What they're yeah. doing is in canon they are replacing the drow with serpent folk. Okay. Now serpent folk have a much richer attachment to Galarian because they were the first sentient surface dwellers. Yeah in the aptly named Age of Serpents. So it would make sense... It's a good good name. It's descriptive. Yeah, exactly. And it would make sense that they get a bit more screen time. Yeah. yeah. But no, do, I get that. do you want to know the reason that they are giving for the change in canon? I would love to know. Well, apparently... All the all the accounts of drows were put in place by an unreliable Pathfinder agent. <laughs> so it's a some incompetent twat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think that's, that's fantastic. So, oh, that's brilliant. So everywhere. So, so it's like a, essentially it's just like it's that age old. Oh no, it's just a mistranslation. Um. <laughs> Instead of a mistranslation, it was like, that was Dave. What yeah. a wanker. <laughs> oh my god, that's actually fucking top tier. I think it's brilliant. I think that is what that is what has, has given me the most amount of joy. Yeah. That it's just been a case of, <laughs> yeah, we thought Drow existed, but apparently... It Turns was, out... It was Jeff. Yeah. Turns out it was just Jeff. Uh, thinking it was funny. Um, it, was it was a practical joke. It got a bit out of hand. Uh, <laughs> oh. Deadlines were coming up. <laughs> Actually, a little tidbit about the drow, and I, I genuinely do not know how reliable this is, but I find <laughs> it fun. Um, I was playing a Pathfinder Society scenario with with a, an older, more seasoned player. And for some reason, the topic of drow came up. Mm -hmm. And according to this player, again, don't know how true it is, but it's great to think about, that the drow were first envisioned by Gygax when he was going through a divorce. So yeah. that is why it's it's a matriarchal society. <laughs> And I just, I just find that fucking amazing. Oh, I hope that's true. That that's his way of getting back at the ex. Uh, 
I, I really hope that's true. I can hear you furiously typing now. To I am that. absolutely <laughs> furiously googling that. I have tried. I've tried finding. I couldn't find anything, but it is fun to think about. Let me know if you. Let me know if you find anything. I will do. I'm. I'm. I'm just reading something now, but uh, I'll. <laughs> I'll get back to reading it in a minute. But other than the drow, there is something else that's quite. Um, right, genre defining that's getting dropped from Pathfinder. Would you care to know what that is? Of course I would. Wizarding schools. Interesting. So. So you can go to Hogwarts now? Well, I mean, <laughs> technically, yes, but beside the point. Um, you know how you've got your different schools? You've got Illusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't think of another one because my mind's drawing a blank. But yeah, so you've got all your wizarding schools that, that have been around in D&D for ever. That is now not no longer going to be the case in Pathfinder. Instead, they're getting replaced by actual schools. So instead of being, you know, school of illusion, you will your your wizard will have attended the school of battle magic in some part of the world. Okay. So they will serve the same purpose, but the spells will might there might be a lot more crossover. Um, crossover, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It is interesting, and I, and I think it's going to work really well. Well, it was something that um, that Five E actually did. Uh, a, 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 well, say a little while ago. It was actually quite a while ago now. Um, they released a, a book called I think it was Curriculum of Chaos. I think it was called. Hmm. Um, yeah, Strixhaven, a curriculum of chaos, which is essentially uh, an adventure path um, that takes place in a school of wizard, wizardry called mm. Strixhaven. Um, it's, it's also where they introduce the the owl race that we have. Um, I haven't played it yet. Because it was going to be run by my uh, my ex, and then obviously we split up, so I didn't I haven't played it. Uh, <laughs> but it, it is very interesting, and it's it's very um, like the actual adventure path. You you go through like lessons and like there's lesson plans and everything. Yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty cool. I mean, I know Pathfinder have done a similar one recently. I can't. I don't know if it's Strength of Thousands um, or something along those lines where, again, it is, it's based in Quantium, which is kind of like the arcane hub of the world. Yeah. And it revolves around a wizarding school. I don't know if it's the same sort of setup where you have a curriculum or mm. if it is just an adventure tied to that school. Tied to the school, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to, to have a look at both of them, to be honest. Um just, just to see how the the different sort of creators have handled a, a, a similar similar setting, um, pretty pretty interesting. Um, going back quickly to the last point, yeah, I, I have some terrible terrible news for you. Is it fake? It's bollocks. Nah, goddammit. it. Um, he created them because he wanted to create a dark elf, 
because um, he needed like a a predominant part, like not party, a predominant race in the Underdark. Hmm. Um, and he wanted to create a, a dark elf, but he didn't want to just call them dark elf. He wanted to give them their own name. Um, so he called them the Drow, which is a cognate um, with the word troll. Um, so yeah. But tis, that tis, tis bollocks, unfortunately. Okay. However, it doesn't quite explain the rationale behind them worshiping an evil goddess, which I'm gonna cling to. Because I'm gonna uh, cling to because they're, because they're dark elves. I'm, I'm I'm clinging to the divorce thing. I'm clinging <laughs> on for fucking dear life. Uh. So yeah, yeah, that that's it. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Uh, all right, so a bit more news in the in the tabletop role playing sphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one that you may be interested in, and I think it is fantastic. Um, Wizards of the Coast. Yarp. They have. Um, how was it worded in the news thing? Um, they have started their pride shop okay um so all profits of the sales of pride products will go to the trevor project um they support the trevor project in their mission to end suicide among gay lesbian bisexual transgender queer and questioning young people to learn more about this blah 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 visit the trevor project um so that uh, that is some great news from wizards of the coast Mm. yeah it's, it's nice to have a, a little bit of good news every once in a while, isn't it? It is. <laughs> Makes a nice change of pace for us uh, us wizards people. <laughs> it does. It, it, you know, it's something to be proud of <laughs> as opposed to the opposite. <laughs> but yeah, so that is wonderful. And, you know, if you can support that, by all means... Go for it. It's a great fucking cause. Um, I think I don't think I've got anything else wizards related, unfortunately. Yeah. Unless you unless you found something, because I, I have not. I have been playing Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I would I would also just just final nail in the coffin for that theory, um, and then I promise I'll move on. Don't ruin this for me. I'm I'm gonna the Drow first appeared in nineteen seventy seven. Yeah. He didn't get divorced until nineteen eighty three. Uh, but maybe the marriage was on the rocks. For se- for six years. Seven years. Maybe they were staying together for the kids. <laughs> for, for seven years. You know, maybe maybe just spent seven years and, going, and oh, the the, the, the day the day that they worship appeared in nineteen seventy eight. So it's not even like the day he came late enough to, to uh, Yeah, but that's closer. It's still six years apart. So he had time to create the drought and then go, you know what, I'm sick of this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I can see where the um where the the theory has come from because three years after the divorce the modules that they were introduced in were reprinted (laughs) so so it's very likely that people that don't know that they were reprints 
have thought that they were created in that three-year gap after, if you get what I mean. I don't know. I just kind of feel like a kid who's just been told that Santa doesn't exist. <laughs> I, I, you know, that that level of pettiness was something I aspire to. I mean, hey, maybe he just planned in advance. <laughs> Thank you, Justin, for giving me that glimmer of hope. That, that's all right. Feel, that's what I'm here for. I feel better. God bless us, everyone. So... In other news, the Gamma reveals the 2023 Origins Award finalists. So the Games Manufacturer Association revealed their finalists for the 2023 Origins Awards. Um, quite a few things on here. Most notably, um, I think Free League... Well, there's some Magic the Gathering stuff, but that we're going to skip right down to... Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll skip past RPG, that. RPG stuff. Th- that, that is a, a version of drugs that I have quit and don't want to introduce back into my life. I genuinely... It just never appealed to me. Don't. Don't do it. You Dude, know. honestly, it's it's a really cool game, right? And the concept is really fun. Hmm. The issue is like, to, to play regularly. So if you want to play in like the, the Friday the Night Magic that hmm. most game shops run, right? You, they all play standard, which means you have. I think it's like the last like five sets or something, or it might even be less than that. It might be the last three sets, or it, it's like the the last X number of sets mm. are what is classed as standard, and everything older than that you can't use. So you have to constantly. It's a very clever system, and a lot of trading card games do it because that way you have to keep buying cards because your cards fall out of date essentially um yeah and that's why i say like it's literally a form of like fucking crack because you'll you'll start buying a few cards and you'll start playing and then you'll want to play more but then oh shit half my deck is now no longer standard Mm. i'm gonna build a new deck which means i need new cards so you go out and buy a fucking couple of boxes and then you don't get the cards you need (laughs) so you go buy a few more boxes and then next thing you know you're like 50 grand in the hole um and yeah, it's it, it, it's bad, dude. Don't do it. <laughs> when don't play, magic don't play trading card games. When magic kind of came on the scene, this is back out in Spain. Um, I had a group of friends, and we started getting into Warhammer 40k. Yeah. Also, crack cocaine. Don't do it. I I did it, and I spent a fucking fortune yeah. on my blood it, angels. Yeah. It's it's very very similar crack cocaine. It's just one crack cocaine. You have to build and paint it yourself. Yeah, and I'm shit at painting, but that's besides the point. But I do it anyway. <laughs> so I had this army, I was very proud of it, and my friends had their armies and we'd get have skirmishes and whatnot. It was all a bunch of fun, then all of a sudden all my friends without fail went ahead and discovered magic. Yeah. And it was a case of, yeah, we're no longer interested in Warhammer, we're gonna play magic. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't yeah. want to kind of follow them down that rabbit hole, so I just kind of. Be glad you didn't. <laughs> sat there with my blood angel army gathering dust for eternity. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, right, and th- this is part of the reason I don't mind spending out for Warhammer because I have started doing that recently. 
um, is if you maybe not like the the 40k stuff because that's like kind of sci-fi more than anything else but a lot of the fantasy side like so Age of Sigmar stuff like that the models are very usable in um, in tabletop gaming so because especially I play the like I, so the the like group that I play are like trolls goblins um, squigs that sort of thing um, which are very they fit very well in a D&D setting for me because obviously that's, that's the main game that I play but I mean they'll fit in any sort of fantasy setting because I mean what fantasy, fantasy setting doesn't have trolls or goblins or things of that nature um, so for me I, I kind of get a double double use out of them so I don't mind it so much yeah that's that's fair enough and yeah obviously magic the gathering cards can only really be used for one purpose no, you can throw them really far. They've got a really good, um, like for card throwing, the the coating on them. You get a really good distance out of it. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. That's they're better. They're better than Pokemon cards for throwing. I didn't really peg you as someone who had a list of throwing cards. Really, the guy who used to do magic doesn't have a list of throwing cards yeah now that you mention it it does kind of make yeah. sense i used to juggle and do magic of course i threw cards <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's fair enough i i will retract my previous statement get your head out of your ass john <laughs> <laughs> so back to the gamma awards yes um, so just having a look at the rpg side of things because there's there's a bunch of shit that they mm-hmm. There's a bunch of like categories. So the RPG core, the nominees are Blackbirds by Andrew McMeal Publishing, That's Blade Blade Runner the role playing game by Free League, yeah, Coyote and Crow by Coyote and Crow, <laughs> Tea Tea Time Adventures by Snowbright Studio, mm-hmm. and The One Ring by Free League Publishing. Oh, okay. Here's the thing about Free League. They clean up at this shit. Clearly. Like, they win so many fucking awards, it's not even funny anymore. Um, the, fact that, the fact that the One Rings just won an award as well means we, we really do need to play it. We do. We need to get to that <laughs> we list. We really do. <laughs> um, and in terms of RPG supplements, you've got Agents of Doom by Modifius. Again, mm-hmm. another powerhouse when it comes to winning awards. Um, the Blade Runner starter box by Free League. The Fallout starter box by Modifius. Warhammer Fantasy Enemy Within Volume 5 by Cubicle 7. <laughs> That's a great name for a company. And Zweihander starter box by Andrews McMeal Publishing. Now, I'm not going to lie. Some of these I've never even heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, I will have to Google them at some point. And probably put them on the list. Exactly. That's why I'm not doing it now. Yep, yep, yep. yep because, yep. you know, if I have myself recorded <laughs> saying, I'm going to put them on the list, then they have to go on the list. Exactly. If I do it in my private time, nobody knows. They might not go on the list. To. Exactly. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, best of luck to all the nominees. And, you know, they've got board games, strategy, thematic card games, children's games, collectibles. Yeah, they are oh, definitely something worth kind of keeping an eye out. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, especially like for me, anything that wins awards is always worth uh, taking a little little sneaky peek at. Except for films, because film awards are bollocks. Oh God, yeah. Yep. yep yeah. Yep, yep. You know. Yeah. All right. Which guy? This. It's just a fucking. You can all vote. Does that actually mean that who we vote for wins? No. Nope. <laughs> so why are we voting? Because it makes you feel like you've got to say. Well, that's kind of like politics then, isn't it? Yeah. Well, no, politics, we do get to vote. And who we voted for does go in power. But they all do the same thing. So, that's <laughs> <the> point. <laughs> it all depends. It, it, basically, it, it just depends on, on who's going to pull your hair harder when they fuck you. Exactly. So, let's not delve into that, because that's going to be another podcast. <laughs> Let, let's you and me talk politics <laughs> that's a different t-shirt <laughs> and a very different list very different list but the, I feel like that podcast would get us on a list <laughs> I, I think I already am to be fair I'm, I, I, I most definitely am because of like do, do you know why my Facebook my old Facebook got deleted don't you um, it, I think this is probably something you might need to tell me off air Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't anything I did. Oh, what? No, no, no. So my, my Facebook got hacked. Ah, um, uh, yes. So, yes, it did. You told yeah, me. So, yeah, it was my Facebook, my Instagram, a bunch of other stuff all got hacked because um, of a password leak fucking eons ago. Um, and the people that took over my Facebook decided to post terrorist shit. And Facebook just went, nope, and deleted my account. <laughs> and then I appealed it. We're like, guys, that wasn't me. And Facebook was like, nope. So I'm definitely on a list somewhere. <laughs> so then you make a new account and Facebook are like, yeah, that tracks. It's absolutely fine. Exactly. <laughs> this person who has the same name and the same picture. Dude, not even the same picture. Because like when, you're, when your account gets deleted off of Facebook, you can download your information. And when you do that, you can download any photos that you posted like yourself. So I can't get photos that like I was tagged in or. Um, that people sent me a messenger or anything like that, right? Mm. But the ones that I posted, I can, I can download. So I've not only created a same name, same address, same fucking everything, apart from email address, I couldn't use the same email address, same phone number, everything the same. I'm using the fucking profile picture I downloaded from my old profile. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to have the same fucking meta tags in it from their download. <laughs> There we go, folks. That's how good Facebook's terrorist watch is. That's great! Oh, but yeah. Instagram, on the other hand, uh, that account got hacked. They started posting shit and Instagram did nothing. Well, it's all the also, same, isn't it? It's the same Well, company. yeah, that's why I don't get it. No, but they did nothing. Like, they, they just let it happen. Oh, really? Yeah, they didn't even try and delete me. They did nothing. <laughs> um, so I didn't have to make a new Instagram. Just had to make a new, new Facebook. Yeah, well, uh, it's, it's anyway. like it's like all they care about is money. I know, right? It's crazy. <laughs> so the last bit of news that I found, um, which I'm actually quite excited about, um, is again from Free League. Um, mm -hmm. I am quite an avid listener of the Glass Cannon Network. Yes. And back when it was known as the Glass Cannon Podcast, they made yeah. a second feed called Androids and Aliens. 
Yes, I remember you guys talking about that. And in it, they introduced another cast member um, called Eleonore Di Lorenzo, who <laughs> is... That's amazing! She's, she's amazing, is Ellie. Um, she is Swedish. She's naturally Swedish, and but living in the States. So I think while she was doing Androids and Aliens, she kind of went off and started doing her own podcast. Mm. Um, and it was called The Lost Mountain Saga. And she was playing Vesson, which is a free league, um, free league joint. Really good, really cool system. Um, it's kind of like you kind of delve into Scandinavian folklore. And okay. It is really fun. And so she did this podcast. So now Free League have actually added the Lost Mountain Saga as an expansion to their game. Oh, that's pretty cool. So inspired by her podcast, which I think yeah. is is fantastic. I mean, she yeah, deserves cool. all the recognition she can get. Yeah. So yeah, good you know, good on you, Ellie. Good job. Good job. In the most patronizing voice I can think of. Well done. Good job. <laughs> well done you. <laughs> oh dude, that's that voice you used to use on drunk people. <laughs> oh, all the time. Uh, can I get a beer here? You can! You can get a beer. Do you have this beer? Can you see the taps? Can you see the names that they've got on them? Yeah. Is that one there? No. Then no, you don't have it. <laughs> oh. Well, not even, like, out the back? And our special hidden pump, no. You don't have a secret hidden pump? We did not We did not have a secret hidden oh, pump. Oh, mate. That's where you're going wrong in life. For all those stellar drinkers. I'll see, <laughs> do you know what you should have done? Just going, you know what, I'll, I'll go and get one for you. And just go, like, to the other end of the bar pull a different pint and give it to him but there you go then <laughs> oh, I, I don't want to admit to things like that because <laughs> it's ever so slightly illegal and yes I would never do anything like that <laughs> never did not even not, once not one single time not one single time did someone who was too drunk to have a vodka and coke just get coke Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> but that uh, never happened, ever. No, 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 never, no. Never happened. I, I've I've done that to people that I'm with when like they are beyond drunk, and I know they shouldn't have any more, and they ask me to go get them like a vodka Red Bull. I'll just get them a Red Bull. Yeah, I mean it. It has to be done. You got to look out for. <laughs> you you got to man, because some people just don't know when to fucking stop. No, they don't. And having been the one that has to clean up when they don't know how to stop, oh, I yeah. don't like doing that to other people. Yeah, you actually, you actually worked where I worked just before I started. Yes. Yeah, I don't think there was any crossover between us. No. No. Uh. I think you may have worked like the odd night. Yeah. Well, I mean, I only ever really worked the odd night here and there, hmm. um, because it was mainly. Um, just to, to kind of make a little bit of extra money and to help help a mutual friend out. Because um, I'd been... So I, I used to be a botman in a lot of the clubs around here. Yeah. Back back when we had clubs. 
because um, I'd worked at Storm back when that existed, um, and like several others, um, Baker's Bar back when that was a thing. The, the, um, these places were long gone by the time I arrived on the scene. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, so I, I'd worked in a lot of them. Um, so then, yeah, when 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 uh, our mutual friend needed some help and I needed a little bit of extra money, I was like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Um, but I had a lot of fun because obviously I was very, very experienced and our mutual friend knew this. So I, I made a lot of enemies my first night there. <laughs> As you do. Well, okay. So they they said that they'd cleaned their pot room and he'd gone in there like four times and told them that it wasn't clean yet. So when they came out for the fifth time and said it was clean, I was like, do you want me to go and have a look? <laughs> So I went in and I just fucking tore that place apart. I was like, nope, that's not been done. That's not been done. You've got stuff under there. That's not been washed. That's not been washed. You've got a tray of dirty glasses. <laughs> the enemies I used to make were on the opposite side of the bar. Yeah, yeah. I used yeah. to make a lot of enemies. <laughs> but anyway, we digress. Um, we do, we do. We have a tendency to do that. Yeah, we do kind of waffle on every now and again. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that is the news from from Free League, and I didn't find anything else of of that much relevance, to be honest. I don't know about yourself, yeah. or were you just chin deep into? Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yep, I have been nose deep. Like the the guys at work when I told them what was happening in Diablo, they were like, "We, we, I'm, we, I surprised you didn't call in six today." I was like, "I was fucking tempted." <laughs> <laughs> okay so we may as well head over to couch's corner yes because once again uh he told me that he's put a question in but he wouldn't tell me what it was yeah but we do have another question as well today <gasps> we have two questions we have two questions oh you lovely people i know right so while i look up if i can find um couch's question <laughs> I will read off the other one. Oh, before you do that, actually, speaking of couch, he's very upset with you for not reading out the locations that he keeps putting because he's being very creative with the locations Is he, he puts. I mean, let me. I need to. I need to start actually sign into Google. Then that would hurt. Because <laughs> he's put a different location for every question. <laughs> Has he? Because I haven't yes. fucking noticed. Yeah, Sorry, he's put couch. a different one for every single one. All right, I will. I will make up for that. <laughs> And I will, I will oh, read them all out now. As soon as I get onto the form, he's already told me what he's putting as the location for when he does when he comes on the show. Right, there we go. Let me. Now, okay. So let's have. Look, I'm actually on the wrong fucking thing. Anyway, so I'll read out the other question and I'll be yes. finding it in the meantime. Okay, yeah. so this other question comes from Chris. And it is, how do you guys deal with metagamers? Oh, that's a sore subject for me. Oh, is it? Yeah, so I, I had a I had a, a situation with a metagamer once. Um, and I refused point blank to play with the person now because they can't help themselves because I don't have more than one occasion. Okay. Um, so the, the so what happened was we were playing a 20th level evil campaign 
and we got to the the final room and in that room there was so there was a main chamber and then there was like four chambers like one in each corner hmm. um and my character was going around uh solving all of the riddles to open the chambers because yeah. there's a riddle on each one to open them and after i'd solved it i'd move on to the next one and they would go in and loop that room but because i was the first one in there and none of them were nearby because until i'd solved the riddle they couldn't get across the bridge to get to the room okay so i had alone time in all of these rooms and it was an evil campaign so i stole all the magic items yeah. Because in each in each room there was like uh, there'd be like a ring on the statue, um, or like it was it was really little items, right? They weren't big items. Um, so all I really left in there was gold and like mundane items, um, and I had a bag of holding. So I was just chucking them all in the bag of holding and then moving on to the next one. So in character wise, there was no way for any of them to know that I'd done that. Because none of them even rolled to see if I'd done it, right? They literally just took it as, this is a room full of treasure. Left it at that. And then the next room, room full of treasure. Next room, room full of treasure, etc., etc. Then after we'd opened all the rooms, there was a huge crystal in the middle of the room. Which we should have seen this coming, to be honest. Because it wasn't very smart in our part. The crystal exploded and a huge demon came out of it. So we fought the demon. Um, we killed the demon. And... As soon as we killed the demon, this metagamer turned around and attacked my character. Oh, no, no, sorry. Before this happened, I should clarify. Um, he asked me if there's anything else in the room, and I said no. So we rolled deception check versus an insight check. Um, and he, he rolled that one. He failed miserably, and I rolled really well for a change. So there was no way in character that he knew that anything had happened, right? So this was all out of character that he knew this. And then after with the, the big demon fight, uh, he charged my character and killed me. Because of the items that I'd taken. That he didn't know I'd taken. I think that's a bit of a failing on the GM's part, if you ask me. Uh, it was... Uh, you know who the GM was, actually, if I told you. Um, it was somebody that used to play in, in uh, our, our games. Um, but... He, I think at this point he was just fed up with the guy because the guy kept doing stuff like this. Yeah. Um, and it was the, it was literally the last fucking minute of the last session. And he, he, he got him back in the end, um, which I'll get to because I think this was a really nice fucking touch on the GM's, GM's part afterwards. Um, so he killed my character, took my items, and like that was that. Was that. Um, but the way the GM got him back was when they were leaving the, the dungeon, because obviously we were an evil party, a good party showed up. Um, and I was a, a paladin, um, evil paladin, but a paladin. And a paladin of my former order was part of this group that showed up. And uh, the only way that they were getting out of there with their lives is if I was there because he was my recruit that I trained. And he was, <laughs> was going to give us a pass because he was me. <laughs> so they fought. So, like, that's the way the GM kind of played off. So they all died anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah that's fair it's just a shame that the other characters had to suffer because of one person's yeah. petulance really to be honest exactly yeah um and my my other character survived anyway because he was a monk and he he had he'd secured a tavern for himself in the in the town before they left and he just at the tavern mm. well i mean for me i think i think i find it important to kind of distinguish between 
a meta gamer mm-hmm. and meta gaming. Yes. Because, like, player knowledge is something that that you can't one hundred percent abolish. No, because like, like if I'm if I'm playing and I'm fighting a creature that I fought before, I'm gonna know what its AC is, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna know roughly how many hit points it probably has because, you know, th- there's only so many variations you can do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when and sometimes you do get the situation where where player knowledge and character knowledge does get kind of blurred and that's involuntary. Yeah. So that is something where I will always kind of go right. I need you to justify this. Yes. I need you to tell me how your character would know this information. If you can't, then you cannot do what you're wanting to do. Yeah. I think that that's a really good way to do it because it's kind of also, I think, again, this might just be because of the way we got into the the hobby because that's kind of the thought process I have as well um, is when I'm playing a character um, and I, 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 for example, will know oh, we're fighting, I don't know, something that has a weakness to fire or resistance to fire, right? But then I have to look at that and go, okay, so I know that, but would this character have ever encountered that in their studies or in where they're from or anything like that to say, well, okay, he doesn't know that. And so far up until now, his most effective spell has been fireball. He's going to fireball. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I think yeah, the, the, I think the way you said that is unless you can justify the character knowing what they know or acting the way they're acting because of that knowledge, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean that for me is when it's something that is involuntary when it's something yeah. that you know you know the line gets blurred and a player wants to do something based on information that the that sorry the character wants to do something that that is based on information that the player knows then it's a case of right justify it if you can't justify yeah. it then I'm not going to allow it in terms of meta gamers there are yeah. there are multiple ways to deal with them i mean i will flat out tell them in front of everyone at the table stop meta gaming yeah like yeah. flat out I won't waste any time however if I want to be a bit of a prick <laughs> I can be and you know that is just okay so you're, fi- you're fighting a, a, a fire elemental does ice damage and when I get the yeah but it's my fucking game dude <laughs> yeah I do what I want <laughs> Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's a tricky one as well because it's like handling it anyway in a way that isn't um, not. I'm trying to think of the right wording for this because you like you don't want to make them feel like a prick if they're not genuinely doing it to be a prick, right? If it's just something they're not realizing they're doing, like you were saying earlier about that accidental kind of blur, right? If yeah. it's that, you don't want to make them feel like a prick. But that being said, if they're doing it on purpose, 
treat them like a prick. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are probably more adult ways to handle things, but sometimes that's not the fun way. That's the thing, though, right? Some things don't. You don't want to handle them in an adult way because if they want, if they were going to be adults about it, they wouldn't be metagaming because. The like the way I see metagaming is you're you're ruining the fun for everyone else that you can look like a like cool you know what I mean um like for example um I I had a prime opportunity to metagame in a campaign that I was in not that long ago um because we were coming up against a uh, a beholder now we knew we were coming up against a beholder because we had to get a uh, an eye from a beholder for a particular ritual that we were trying to do, right? Yeah. So I spent an entire session when we were at this like massive library that exists in the 5e world um, in a town called Candlekeep, which is just one huge library. Um, I spent the entire time I was there researching beholders so that I could justify the plan that I had come up with out of character for how to fight this thing. Because obviously I have knowledge about beholders and how they work and things like that and how my class works and interacts with them. I was like, but there's no way that my character would know that yet. So I dedicated time in game to researching them because I knew we were going to fight them because we were planning to go and find one and fight one so that the there was justification for that plan. But that's it. You did the legwork. You, exactly. You, you. I mean, sometimes when this happens their their sort of justification is tenuous at best <laughs> but even oh, so oh well I read a scroll once at school uh. <laughs> yeah exactly you, you can <laughs> you know and depends on the mood I'm in really sometimes it's like <laughs> yeah go on I'll give you that it's not going to make any difference <laughs> whatsoever um, sometimes I won't sometimes it'd be like nah I'm, I'm sorry that's just not quite enough but in terms of people who actually metagame um, they they have a predisposition to try and ruin people's fun for their own benefit Yeah, and that's something that I don't stand for at my table Yeah. Um, so I think the most likely reaction from me would be Stop metagaming. Or yeah. find another table. Yeah. And that that's it. But again, you can always have a bit of fun with them. You know, just maybe the first few times just change a creature's stat block. Yeah. Just, yeah, I again, think that, that's a good one as well. Just because you can. Yeah. Uh yeah, the slight tweaks to stat blocks are, are always a good one. Um Tweaks to adventures, tweaks to stat blocks. Just yeah, tweaks in general. Just any kind of tweaks. Because I mean, that, that's the thing as well. Like sometimes, if you're running uh, like pre-written adventure paths, there can also be an element of just again, like like we said earlier, that accidental overlap. If they've played this adventure path four or five times, right, they're not even going to realize that they're steering in a certain way because subconsciously they just know that that's the way they're meant to be going, right. Yeah. Um, so if it's something like that it might be worth just that. that's where you do the gentle pull aside and say hey look maybe just take a back seat in those kind of conversations because 
you might not realize you're doing it but you're kind of steering things because you've played this before or, or whatever um but if that doesn't work then all guns blazing or just tell them to find a different table because you don't want them there but it's also it's not necessarily having played the adventure before if you've played mm -hmm. enough adventures you'll begin to see yeah. the, the common narrative threads yeah, the and patterns. the prompts, and the, it's like kind of like in a video game. If you're walking down a long corridor and you just happen to find a shit ton of healing items, and your game saves, and your game saves. <laughs> you know there's a boss coming. Ah, oh, and the music changes. <laughs> but even that can be justified, sort of in character. Yeah, you know, you kind of yeah. I don't like this feeling. I don't like what's going on, sort of thing. Yeah, like well, I mean, it's the same as like if you're walking home late at night, right, after a night out, and there's maybe a, I don't know, a group of people following you or something. You you will get that feeling of like you you know the hairs in your neck start to stand up. Like you get that that nervous feeling. That's a quantifiable thing, right? Yeah, it is. It's. I think it's all down to, especially when we're talking about using meta knowledge probably inadvertently it's just all mm. down to um judgment from the gm to kind of say yes. uh no you're not going to know that there's no way you can know that so yeah i won't allow that action you know i mean unless there's a, a very valid justification then it just it, it's down to the gm to keep things on track mm. And when it comes to, to actual meta gamers, they're there to ruin everybody's fun, so you're probably better off playing without them. Yep. To be fair. And the sooner everyone stops playing with them, the sooner they'll realise they need to change their ways because they won't have exactly. anything to play with. Um, so, yeah, thanks for that question, Chris. I feel kind of special that we've got more than one question. Yeah, I know. And I mean, Norm not normally we'd be signing off now. <laughs> yeah, not to not to knock Couch because you know he keeps us afloat. He does. He, he does. very much he, does. He keeps us, you know, busy. Yeah, but he's got the segment named after him now. So he it's does. Fine. Yeah, in all fairness, it is Couch's. <laughs> so let me just go over Couch's old question. So the first question he yeah. sent in was about. I don't, I don't know if these are actually by order the way Google Sheets is presenting them. But the question <laughs> about Power Gamers, his location was The Void. Yep. <laughs> uh, let me find more. Then we go. I'm going to do them by order. Then it was the question about playing Pathfinder Kingmaker. Yeah. It was find me, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> All right. And let us continue this question was about um, franchises as role playing games it was mm -hmm. the depths of the void ah so he's gone deeper he's gone deeper into the void yeah he's embracing the void he is he's embracing the void heavily um, um, the question about gender it was from your nightmares <laughs> I like that one. And question number four. Um, playing evil characters. It was... The name was Dave. Only joking. It's Couch. And location, your dad's bed. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh. And I think that leads us to... 
This week's question. This week's question. <laughs> Where is he today? Um. Okay. So, the name he's put down is Cami Ouch Anagrams Are Fun. <laughs> and the location is the Bog of Eternal Stench. <laughs> so, his actual question is, with regards to new tabletop role-playing game systems, what is the main thing that gets you into it? I have wanted to run a Wrath and Story... I'm assuming it's Wrath and Glory. Um, Wrath and Glory campaign... Uh, which is 40k uh, mm-hmm. based on the setting alone would that be enough for you or would the mechanics need to be flawless to keep you going I mean the fact that I play 5e means that the f- mechanics don't have to be flawless uh- <laughs> <laughs> now all you care about is the marketing yes if the marketing's good I'm, I'm in um, no, I think I think for me it's it's more the group than than the system for me, um, because like if if I'm being honest, right? No matter what system I'm playing, if I don't enjoy the people at the table, I'm not going to have a good time. If I do enjoy the people at the table, I'm going to have a good time. Um, I mean, like the um, the the Delta Green that you ran, yeah. Um, you know when we played online that time, I really really enjoyed that even though my character died because it was really fun you know it, the, the people we're playing with were, were brilliant like we, we were all able to bounce off of each other really well everything flowed nicely um, and I had a really good experience and I don't think it was the system that made me have a good time don't get me wrong the system was great but I think it was the, the people that made that great you know because I guarantee you I could play Delta Green with some of the people that I've played with in other games in the past that I haven't had fun with um, and I wouldn't have a good time because I'm not going to enjoy the table dynamic. So I think for me, it's the table dynamic more than the actual game. Yeah, I agree. And I remember that Delta Green game. I think before we started, great. <laughs> I actually turned around to you guys and went, "I'm fucking excited for this because I have got <laughs> you did <laughs> the perfect party to do this." <laughs> it was so good because it was you, Chris, and Adam. Yeah, and it we, we all share a similar sense of humor, and it was like there is no fucking way this is going to be serious. There no, is no it was way great. this is going to be, you know, like one of those. Oh, we're going to. Die. It's going to be people are going to fuck about, and that's kind of what we expected. And we went yeah. in with that sort of expectation, and it did not fail. No, it was so good, um, and, and I think like as well. Like I mean, I, I keep saying about my character dying because honestly, it was one of those times where a character death was perfect. Like it, it had to go that way, or it would have felt like we were cheated out or something, right? It was brilliant. And it and it was. It, it was so it, good. <laughs> and the fact that it was another character that did it. Yeah, exactly. And the whole setup, because you know. Where was he perfect. was, and you went, oh, I'm going to go down. Because we were messaging, like, yeah. behind the scenes. Because I went, <laughs> okay, so, yeah, you've gone insane. This is what <laughs> happens to you. And, he, yeah. and he's laughing his ass off. And then you went, oh, I'm going to go down to the armory too. And I just get this message from him going, come on. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, like, it, it, it had that layer on it of, like, because as far as my character knew... It was fine, you know. 
Dude was just panicking a bit. I'll try and calm him down. But the reality of it was he's fucking gone mental. <laughs> and it, um, and, and yeah, I think, it was perfect. Yeah, I think that really works for Delta Green because Delta Green is a it fucking yeah. somber system. It is <laughs> dark. Then adding that so layer good. of humour... I think yeah. it just really works well, and I think again it was a it was a perfect party to run that for. Um, yeah. But in regards to Couch's question, um, yes. Uh, right, I think it is a mix of both in terms of setting versus mechanics, because I've played some systems where. I was really interested in the setting, but the mechanics, you know, I didn't really mesh with very well. But that, I can see that. That doesn't take away from the fun at the table. I've had plenty of fun at the table. I mean, case in point, when Couch ran um, Monster of the Week, Monster of the Week, because he ran it for you and then he ran it for yeah for chris and i well yeah because i think originally the plan was because it was me and scott and then you and chris and i think eventually the plan was for our two groups to come together yeah on a on a mission um but it never happened i mean i'm gonna be honest the mechanics of monster of the week i'm not a huge fan of oh i love them <laughs> but if couch were to message me tomorrow and say right i'm doing another game are you in 100 fucking percent <laughs> you know, I enjoyed yeah. the game. I enjoy the the atmosphere that Couch brought to the table. Um, yes. I enjoyed the story he told. Um, I enjoyed bouncing off of Chris. I'd be very, very interested in seeing what would happen with all four of us together. And I just be, thought it a was nightmare. a really good time, <laughs> despite the mechanics not being quite crunchy enough for me. Yeah, I get that. I mean, you know, that's that's the thing, I guess. Um, I've not really played any games that have wildly different mechanics, mm. I guess. So I've not really run into something like that. Um, and, the, and the few that I have that have had wildly different mechanics, I've really enjoyed the mechanics. Yeah. Um, so it, it might be that I've, I've gotten lucky so far. Yeah. Um, I mean, that could, that could quite well be. So, yeah. So, I mean, for me, at the moment... It would be setting over mechanics, uh, just because, like I said, I've not had a game where I've sat down and the mechanics have been so bad that I've gone, I don't really like this. Um, and I mean, I, I've I've had a game, so I've played Dragon Age, yeah, um, tabletop role playing game, which uses the Fantasy Age system, and I've played several other games in the Fantasy Age system. I've really enjoyed those other ones, but I didn't enjoy the Dragon Age one. And right. the only difference there is the setting, yeah. Um, because obviously it's, it's running on the same mechanics mm. so I think for me it's definitely same um, over mechanics because it might also just be the way my brain works I, I can kind of find a way to make the mechanics work for me if that makes sense because um, my brain's weird like that Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas if the setting doesn't really grab me I kind of lose lose interest very quickly Um so I think yeah I think for me it's it's definitely setting over mechanics I mean I've I've played a system where um, I wasn't very familiar with the with the setting mm-hmm. and the mechanics I wasn't a huge fan of and again had a fucking blast 
Yeah. Um, and that was Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. Yeah, I've I've played that as well, actually. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know Warhammer. Yeah, me neither, really. And the set and the the mechanics. I, I don't know. There was something about them that I didn't quite enjoy so much. But again, we, you know, we had a fantastic GM. We had a fantastic table. So we still had had a load of fun. And I would go yeah. back into it, you know, in a heartbeat. But in that case, it's not something I would pick up and play for myself, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think I think what it really comes down to, and the actual answer to the question is, it's going to be personal preference, isn't it? Um, but for I think for us, uh, we've we've got differing views on it because, like I said, I've not really had a, a system where the mechanics made me uh, question things because um, I, I have just been lucky with that, I guess, and I've not really ventured too many systems away from you know the the d20 systems that we we all know and love um apart from the fantasy age ones which are 3d6 and that's kind of been my wheelhouse for everything it's been 3d6 or d20s Mm -hmm. um and even in the d20 space i've played pathfinder first edition and 5e predominantly uh which are very very similar in a lot of ways um and pretty much every other system i've played has been either I played a little bit of Starfinder which is just Pathfinder in space um, I've played and then a lot of Fantasy Age which is a, like different versions of Fantasy Age which is just the 3D6 system I think the only game I've played that or the only two games three games yeah three games I've played that aren't those is um, Delta Green because that that was just it was a lot more RP than I'm used to which I loved um Monster of the Week, which again, a lot more RP than I'm used to. Um, and the other one would be Stars Without Number. I still need to try that. You would love it. Yeah. You would honestly love it. Yeah, you would love it. It's, it's your kind of system because the, the death element is so... like It's over your head at all times because something as, as like stupid as going to a bar to try and talk to somebody about oh yeah like we would really like it if you could let our ship take off because they're the crime boss that runs that like dock that you've landed in um and you're like yeah we'd really like it that can turn into a tdk if they don't handle it correctly Hmm. um because combat is deadly like if you get into combat people will die i mean Um, i I had that with rollmaster yeah um rollmaster is another one where uh the mechanics there's there's too much crunch in those mechanics. Mm. It's a skill-based system, but there is literally an A4 sheet of paper front and back full of the different skills. Oof, that's and a lot. it is yeah, it is a lot and building a character takes so fucking long <laughs> in comparison to how long they actually last. Yeah. I mean, I I fucked up a spell and put my character in a coma for six months. <laughs> I kind of like that. <laughs> in that respect, it is fucking good because it, you've always got that ever-present. There's consequence, yeah, yeah. There's consequence to things. Yeah, it's it's a rough system. Um, <laughs> I would be interested in playing it again, but I don't think I'd, I'd voluntarily pick it up. And I think that, yeah. for me, is the defining point. If I play a system and go 
I'd like I wouldn't to play them again. These. Yeah. Then that for me is is symbolic of of me liking it's... the system. Yeah. No, I, I get that. That makes sense. I mean, Delta Green. Well, Delta Green is um, is a prime example. I think yeah, I, that's I, that's brilliant. I saw that I, on. I uh, really enjoy that. I listened to that on on Glass Cannon and went, "Oh fuck, I want to run this." <laughs> <laughs> um, and it has yet to disappoint. Yeah, no, like, I I really enjoyed that that Delta Green session we played. That was really fun. Like, I would absolutely like if you were to message me and saying, "Hey, Delta Green, this time," and I was free, I'm playing. Okay, that may happen in the very near future. Cool. Because I am down for that. So I think that is all we've got time for. It is indeed. Okay, so I want to thank Couch and Chris for for a couple of fantastic questions. Mm -hmm. Thanks for for giving us something to do. Yep. Um, Also want to thank everybody for listening. It does mean a lot to us. Um, I also want to thank you, Justin, for spending some time with me today. Um, would you like to tell the millions of fans out there where they can find you on the interwebs yes uh, so you can find me at Justin Accurate TV uh, pretty much everywhere now um, and obviously in our Facebook group as well I'm there as well yeah and you can find me at Natural Juan on most of the social media sites Instagram, Twitter, Mastodon again we've got our Facebook group feel free to to come along and join we post updates and pictures there um, mm-hmm. and if you like what you listen if you like what you've heard uh, leave us a review leave us leave us a rating because that is the way we're going to grow it kind of helps with the algorithms and all that and gets us out to more people and hopefully we can grow this community that is already growing that we absolutely love and yeah if it weren't for you guys we wouldn't be doing this so thank you very much yeah true all right and with that i bid you all farewell see you later everybody